Christian students. The Jabroni University Network is now in session. Please make your way to class. And on that note, we cue the music. Biff! 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 All right. Let's settle in. Straight from the attic, it's a buddy Biff. Biff. Radio's about to begin. Fat boys are bad. And you know they can never be whack. The fat boys are bad. Do you like to the fat Indeed. Welcome back to Biff Radio. I am your host, Ben, a.k.a. Biff, coming to you live from the Center Club Recording Studio and Gaming Hub, a.k.a. my attic. That's right. We're back, baby. And it feels so good. Uh, Yeah, it feels good to be back up here. Uh, Not that I don't love podcasting from the very expensive dining room table uh, and uh, seeing Mr. Teddy, but it's nice to have the space that uh, I feel the most creative in. And I, I just, it's, it's, a, it's a nice, nice feeling. Uh, so let's get this plexis out of the way. Uh, that was the Fat Boys Are Back by the Fat Boys, just in case you were wondering. I don't know. It's a mystery, but uh, just want to put that out there. So if you want to follow this podcast on social media, please go to either Twitter, which is Biff Radio, Instagram, Biff Radio 1, TikTok, Biff underscore radio. You can also go to the amazing, wonderful, fantastic, just the best. The network that I, I'm part of, I truly feel very lucky and humbled. Uh, this past week has been just a triumph. Um, go to jabroniu.com. That's jabroniu.com where you can find out more about Biff Radio, but also the Draft Pod. Why Did We Ever Meet? Flow and Tell, Locals Barbershop, New Jabroni Pro Wrestling. I mean, this past week, there was like the multiverse opened up and Pro Wrestling Tees uh, cast with a scrump and the Draft Pod Boys, they hooked up for, for podcasts together. And it's, it's just amazing. And uh, the Draft Pod, they're just, they're killing the game. You know, Why Do We Ever Meet is always just fantastic. And it's just, it's really just nice to see that, the you know, the, the, this network really pushes me to be the best I can. And uh, that is why, again, uh, last week, I hope and a lot of people that tuned in, I will be uploading that podcast, um, that uh, recording, as soon as I can. I had some buggy troubles in it. But Station Head, if you go to Station Head and you search Biff Radio, I talked about it with Andy. It is awesome. I was last week uh, during this time. I was rocking and rolling there. And uh, if you sign up for Station Head, it's a free app. You can interact with me on there when I'm live. You can request songs. You can call in. And so tomorrow, around 8 o'clock, maybe like 8.30-ish, um, it's just me and Teddy and I. It's a boys' night. And so we're going to be on both Insta- not Instagram, uh, TikTok Live, and Station Head, spinning tunes, just having a, a fun time on a Friday night. So uh, definitely check that out. Also, next week, programming alert. You're getting two podcasts next week. Thursday is St. Patrick's Day, so you're getting a big old spoonful of Irish goodness. Uh, will I get the wife back on? My wife. Uh, will she come back on? And uh, Because that was the highlight of last year. People still talk about that podcast in my family. Um, some of them, that's the only podcast they've ever listened to. 
I'm not bitter. Um, I'm not. But that's a possibility. So that's going to be awesome. Get your St. Patrick's Day started off right. And then the following day, we will be uh, diving back into the Bernicoli sessions. And we will be going into, it was my entry point. It was a many people's entry point. It is the album that has one week. Yes, we are going over Stunt. So that is next week. This week is the Mando Rando. So that song, Fat Boys, that was definitely random. I was I was listening to Rock the Bells Radio, and uh, it was just it was dawn and like oh the, the Fat Boys, that's fucking cool. Um, everything else, it it's random in that like this is a really weird playlist if you just listen to it without the context, but all the songs have have context to them. So uh, hopefully you keep that in mind. So. Last weekend on Sunday was AEW or All Elite Wrestling's pay-per-view. They only do like four pay-per-views a year, which I think is a great model. WWE is like farting those things out like every three weeks. So AEW, like, you know, there's that buildup. And one of the anticipated matches was a dog collar match, which means that uh, two competitors were wearing dog collars and there was a 20-foot chain linking them. Yes, it was violent, but it was awesome. Uh, on one corner, you had Maxwell Jacob Freeman, who is one of the best heels and a piece of shit in the game. Uh, but also, you then other corner, you had CM Punk. And uh, he had been in some dog collar matches back in the day. And uh, earlier in the week, or was it this week or last week? Recently, uh, Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor has been going through some uh, some woes, and it they, they went dark in December, and it was a real question mark what was going to happen. And he bought them, and I'm super excited. Um, a lot of people know that uh, the Ring of Honor, the classic Ring of Honor world title, that belt my wife gave to me on her wedding day, and it's hanging up in her bedroom. And I look at that thing every day, and, uh, and obviously... I think you know, I see it and I think about my wife, how much I love her in that, that day. But also like ring of honor is a huge part of my, my life. Like it, it got me into independent wrestling without ring of honor. I wouldn't have found out of guys like Samoa Joe, Brian Danielson, and of course one CM punk. So he came out adorned in his old ring of honor gear, the track coat, the basketball shorts. And uh, he came out to his old ring of honor theme and it was amazing. And while I'm not the biggest uh, aficionado when it comes to AFI, I know this song. And so uh, let's go on a little adventure back, back in time to a simple.
transitioned uh, from AFI to the Bouncing Souls Night Train. And so uh, if you are not a uh, aficionado when it comes to wrestling or uh, Ring of Honor, uh, Papa Biff will will help you. So back in uh, 2005, uh, good old CM Punk was assigned or was going to be signing with the WWE. And it was it's one of the most just wildest times in wrestling. It's referred to as the Summer of Punk. Here's what happened. You know, the internet was at that point really kind of finding its footing when it came to the internet, to to wrestling and wrestling fans. We really like not only the stuff we see in front of our eyes, but also the backstage stuff we don't see. We want to know everything, a little nook and cranny of the wrestling business. And it was discovered. It was widely reported and confirmed that CM Punk was going to be leaving Ring of Honor, leaving the independence and signing with the WWE. And so when this uh, news came out, he had a title match uh, scheduled. And you're thinking, okay, well, you know, most wrestling fans are like, okay, so he's going to, like, wrestle. He'll, you know, come really close. You might think, oh, he's going to win, but he's not going to win because um, you know, why would he win? He's leaving the organization, going to another one. And uh, he'll just kind of put the guy over. Well, that's not what happened. Because normally when someone leaves the territory, uh, they go out on their back looking up at the lights, they get pinned, they'd be a beat to make the other guy who's going to stay around look good. That's not what happened here. Punk wins the belt and everyone's like, oh man, this is fucking crazy. Like maybe he's sticking around or like, I don't know. And then he cuts this promo that he turns from the most beloved babyface or good guy to a heel that ev- a bad guy that everybody hates. And he goes on the summer of punk. Like he keeps like, you know, winning these matches. And at one point he even signed his WWE contract, which I believe this is a shoot, which means it was real. He signed it on the, on the ring of honor world title belt, which is wild. Um, and he eventually, he lost, uh, the belt. And then the, the, his actual last match was the, that was the, the following night. And, you know, he plays his, his AFI and then it kind of cuts out and then it goes to Night Train by the Bouncing Souls. And he comes out and he is just crying. He is weeping. And you just like, it'll all be in the show notes. Um, but I just like to this day, like I watch that and I tear up because you can just tell like the love he has for Ring of Honor um, you know, for the fans, for the, the other people in the back at a point, he was a trainer for their school. Like he just had so much love and without ring of honor, he wouldn't have been able to even, you know, think, you know, fathom going to WWE and he's leaving this place. And it was probably pretty scary. And, um, you know, he was wrestling at the time, his best friend, Cole Cabana, which man, like, I hope that one day they can come to 
at least some kind of understanding and like they were like brothers, or at least that's what, you know, was portrayed. And it, it, that makes me sad that they are no longer friends. So hopefully maybe that, uh, bridge is being mended. Who knows? Um, but yeah, he, he comes out and he's weeping. And, uh, one of the things that, uh, in wrestling is mostly independent wrestling. You don't really see it in the bigger shows is a bar wrestling borrowed from Japan where a sign of respect is throwing streamers into the ring. Uh, when someone makes their interest, you throw the streamers and the amount of streamers are commiserating with the amount of respect and love from the crowd. And the ring was full. And, uh, it's funny. So I, Love the streamer thing. And when it was, you know, come to plan the wedding, um, I didn't like, obviously like I had input and I wasn't like, Oh, I don't care. But like, there were like few things that I'm like, I, this has to happen. And one of the things was, uh, we are going to enter in the ceremony and there'll be streamers. And like, my wife's like, okay, whatever. Uh, and I showed her videos of it and she's like, oh, okay, okay I, I, I just don't get it. And then we did the rehearsal the day before. Uh, and she, was like totally turned around like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. Like I've been telling you for a year, it's the best. It was so much fun. Um, so yeah, that's, I just, I love that. And I love that, that, you know, nod of respect from CM Punk to his roots of ring of honor. And he's also being inducted into the ring of honor hall of fame, uh, which is awesome. And, uh, but I took talk about this, but I'll, and quickly, I think, and with with Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor, this goes from less of a conspiracy theory to like, it's got fucking legs. Jonathan Gresham is the current Ring of Honor world champion. He has been backstage at Ring of, at uh, AEW shows. He's been going all around the country and the world, really, and he's been wrestling and defending that belt. CM Punk won the match against uh, MJF. Spoilers. Um, so right now they're one and one punk is going into the ring of honor hall of fame over WrestleMania weekend. How insane would it be if they, we find a way for Maxwell Jacob Freeman to wrestle Jonathan Gresham and through some shenanigans, cause that's the only way he could really do it. I think is he beats Jonathan Gresham and he becomes the ring of honor world champion and he goats CM Punk into one more match for the Ring of Honor world title. Uh, you know, it just like like when I had the when I had the thought, it was like the Ring of Honor was not owned by Tony Khan, and so it was like, and eh, this is like a conspiracy theory. It's like it's in the realm of possibility, probably not going to happen. It is way more realistic now, so I'm hyped. That would be great. Tony Khan, I'm sure you're listening. Make it happen. And but just, you know, give me, I don't know, like, like 10, 10 million. I'll take, I'll take a hundred thousand. I'm a reasonable guy. All right. This past week also was marked the anniversary of us losing the notorious BIG, Biggie Smalls, Christopher Walsh. And, you know, Biggie is someone who will always be part of music, always be part of the culture. And, uh, I want to play some Biggie, um, but again, I don't want to like play like hypnotize. I don't want to play the big songs. Uh, this is off of, um, you know, first album, and I love it to death. It's the uh, 05 remastered version. Uh, here's a great song called Respect. Oh. Uh, 
Ten months in this gut, what the fuck? I wish Mars would hurry up so I could get fucked. Wild juvenile ripping mics and shit. New York, New York, ready for the likes of uh, this? Uh, yeah. Then came the worst date, May 21st, 219. That's when my mama water burst. No spouse in the house, so she rolled herself to the hospital to see if she could get a little help. Umbilical cords wrapped around my neck. I'm seeing my death, and I ain't even took my first step. I made it out, I'm bringing mad joy. The doctor looked and said he's gonna be a bad boy. Me hella respect to all the gunman, them. Gunman, I'll go and keep gunman, friends. Me all the informer, them. Now I'm 13, smoking blunts, making cream On the drug scene, fuck the football team Risk it, rock the spleens by the age of 16 Hearing the coach scream, ain't my lifetime dream I mean, I wanna blow up, stack my dough up So school, I didn't show up, it fucked my flow up Mom said that I should grow up and check myself Before I wreck myself, disrespect myself Put the drugs on the shelf, nah, couldn't see it Star face, king of New York, I wanna be it Rap was secondary, money was necessary Until I got incarcerated, kinda scary C-74, Mark 8, set me straight Not able to move behind the great steel gate Time to contemplate, damn, where did I fail? All the money I stacked was all the money for bail Me and I respect to all the one man All the Oh, biggie, biggie, biggie. You know, I think with all artists, I mean, obviously anyone who passes away at a young age, but all artists, you just like, you always have that wonder of like, what would have been, oh, what would have been? We'll never know, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, big love to Biggie. You are missed. You are loved. All right. Our next, uh, again, this is kind of bouncing all around, which you kind of like. But uh, so this past week, as everyone knows, I am from, was born in the state of Colorado, and I, I have deep love for Colorado. But like everything in life, it's not perfect. And somehow, Colorado sent to Congress the dumbest, dumbest, dumbest piece of shit I've ever, like, I just, Lauren Boebert is a representative from Colorado. She is, she's a high school dropout who did not get her GED. You know, she tried like four times until a couple of months before she was sworn into Congress. She's a fucking idiot. Endless supply of meme worthy stuff, but like, Fuck, why from Colorado? So this past week, she made some comment that who you know, basically was like, like she called Joe Biden, Prince John, or like who's running the country, Joe Biden or Prince John. And everyone's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Here's my theory. She real dumb, right? We, we, we've established this. And I, even though I love this movie and I love Disney, I'm thinking maybe like the level of dumb she is that like Disney movies are all that she's allowed to watch and all that she can really, you know, grasp. And maybe she watched the, it's, you know, it is classic. So like, you know, um, the classic Robin hood and maybe that's where she got it from. And I'm thinking maybe this song would help, but also, and I put this out there in the world. I am not a musician. I love music. Clearly, we're here at Biff Radio, but I am not a musician. This song is just begging to be rewritten to talk about the failed fuck that was the 45th president. Um, but it's a banger on its own. So I'm thinking maybe this is what Bobert or Bobblehead, as she's known by some, was thinking of. Um, if it is, sometimes you've got to keep those thoughts in your head. But uh, here is a banger. Here is the phony King of England. All the world will say. 
sing of an English king a thousand years from now And not because he passed some laws or had that lofty brow While Bonnie Good King Richard leads the great crusades on We'll all have to slave away for that good-for-nothing John Incredible as he is inept Whenever the history books are kept They'll call him the phony king of England Apart from the phony king of England <laughs> He sits alone on a giant throne Pretending he's the king A little tycoon's rather like A puppet on a string and he throws an angry tantrum if he cannot have his way. And then he calls for mom while he's sucking his thumb. <laughs> you see, he doesn't want to play. Too late to be known as John the First. He's sure to be known as John the Worst. A pop song that phony king of England. Leave that country on me, babe. Oh, so fucking good. And also, like, I mean, again, I, I, I'm not a writer, but uh, too late to be known as John the Worst, but Don the Worst. It's right It's right there, folks. So if anyone is listening that can write songs, looking at you, Wes, and uh, Kevin Aldridge, get off your fucking ass. Just do it. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so, yeah, that's my thought. And uh, like, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, she's fucking referencing a cartoon tiger or lion. For fuck's sakes. Uh, so the next lump of songs, you know, I, I find joy in some sadness. What I mean is I love kind of, I don't know, not sad music, but you know, slower you know, music and just something about it. I just, I really love the, the find the beauty in it. And uh, there's just some songs that have just kind of bouncing around the old head this week. And so here's just a block of songs that, um, I don't know, I just I just really enjoy. Um, that, again, are a little bit uh, slower, a little bit more quiet, a little, you know, but I just I love them. And I will say that the last one uh, is by Oscar Isaac, who uh, was amazing. It's from the Inside Lewin Davis soundtrack and I love I love that soundtrack and I love that man and I'm so fucking excited for Moon Knight oh my god give it to me right fucking now put it in my body I cannot wait but uh, we're going to kick it off with a band who people think they're a one hit wonder they have a lot of good stuff but uh, this is their big hit and I just love it here is Keen Somewhere Only We Know
finely blurred He was a rock To the end, a solid reminder Couldn't deny a friend We lived in the noise and the sweet amber poison Peeking up the skirt of the end And we'd drink Two gnarly dudes and some records Much like plates of black food We filled up our faces Saw some far places Stood on the roof in the new And the band played on As the helicopters were Drunk on the lawn in a nuclear dawn My senses finally blurred Between poles He said, we're like cows in the grass Rushing off flies Shades lounging around Standing up, falling down Till we no longer opened our eyes And we drink Ever notice how drinking's like war? Cup of troops or the gums To the end of our health The campaign against myself Armed with bourbons and scotches and rums And the band played on As the helicopters were Drunk on the lawn in a nuclear dawn My senses finally blurred Think of bombs We're poised on the edge of disaster Whether it's right or it's wrong We open the window Played some Nintendo Sang a few bars of some pretty old song my dreams oh to dream those impotent bones of extinction flying graceful and free none but the best cause the man cannot rest till he's finally Passed out on the sun deck that morning, quietly saying goodbye. But I was so hammered, I sputtered and stammered. Told him he couldn't just die, he was a rock. Went straight for his own Armageddon, face froze in a grin. Ambulance flying in I never drank again Can't really call that a loss Or a win And the band played on As the helicopters were Drunk on the lawn In a nuclear dawn My sad If I had wings like Nora's dove, I'd fly the river to the one I love. 
love that movie i love that movie i love that song i'm telling you oscar isaac like you're too goddamn talented if you wanted to release an album i would be so fucking stoked uh so yes that was we had keen with uh all, somewhere only we know um that middle song was by a band called moxie fruvis uh they are a canadian band uh, they were a Canadian band. They broke up in the 90s. And uh, that song, uh, the drinking song, Good Night, Irene, uh, but mostly this, the, the drinking song, um, you know, that, that song, uh, I I was turned on uh, to Moxie Fruvis by a friend when I lived in California. And that song always spoke to me. Um, you know, one of the reasons I, I, I enjoy a good beer. I enjoy a good, you know, uh, glass of bourbon. But one of the reasons I never really, really let myself become a drinker was because of my dad. Um, because there is a long history of, uh, alcohol abuse in my family, um, on both sides. But, uh, and then that song, I mean, obviously it's two friends, but it just speaks to like, this guy is drinking himself to death. And uh, even before uh, dad passed, I was like, I mean, he's going straight for his own Armageddon. And uh, I don't know. I, I just think that that song is just beautiful. I mean, the voices are just beautiful. And um, again, there is beauty in the, the sadness that I just love. And uh, yeah, I just, I just love that song. And I also I love Moxie Fruvis. They're fun. They are an acapella band. Obviously, I mean, they have you know, some instrumentation, but uh, yeah, good stuff. And to wrap up the uh, episode, um, we just had International Women's Day. This is Women's History Month. And uh, I want to play some of my favorite uh, female-fronted, female-driven uh, songs and artists. And uh, so the first song in this block, and uh, we're going to get out of here after the block, and we'll you know, say goodbyes at the end, but is uh, Alison Krauss. Now, I am not a, what you would call a believer in the God, but uh, if there is a God, she, her voice is going to be the voice of Alison Krauss. Um, I love Alison Krauss dearly. Um, I love her. My mom is a big, big fan of seeing her number of times and uh I, I i just love her voice her voice is just to me beauty and uh 
the song I want to play, The Scarlet Tide, uh, is uh, was on the Cold Mountain soundtrack. And, you know, we live in a time, unfortunately, where the specter of war is very present. And obviously for the people of Ukraine, they're living it right now. And uh, this song, I think, speaks to a lot of, um, you know, war. And it's a, it's a scary thing. <laughs> and uh, I just, I just find the song very pretty. Um, and when it came out, it was very, uh, I don't know, apropos of the Gulf War. And I think, but it really about all wars. Hang on, it's just a beautiful song. Um, we'll also hear from the Civil Wars, from uh, Julian Welsh, and Alison Krauss again. And we're going to uh, end it with a a band that I got to see. I'm not trying to be a hipster here, but I don't think a lot of people know about them. I don't even know if they're still going, but I really like them. They're called uh, Barnaby Bright and uh, their song Old Coats. But we'll start it off with The Scarlet Tide by the amazing Alison Krauss. And uh, I'll say my goodbyes before we go. So enjoy these wonderful women. For women, women, we we are sorry. I apologize for the men. We we're, we're the worst, um, and you're amazing. And love you. Here's Allison Krauss. <laughs> Mother 
I just want to say that I love you very much. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, enjoy this. Have a great week. I'll see you next week, guys. And uh, yeah, I love you guys. All right. Good night. Old coats and furniture out on the front porch. Someone left there. This house is breathing relief through its curtains and tile squares. Ghosts in a cellar, they come and they go as they want to. Feel how the pain of a stranger can Here.